Okay. You're, you're talking. I'm talking. Well, you could. I always feel that my voice sounds distant every time I listen. What do you think? I'm just curious. I always feel like you're, like, perfect and, like, I'm, like, a little distant. I don't know why that is. I don't. Yeah, I usually don't even think about it. <laughs> I always feel that way and I don't um, Are you good? Yes. Okay. Um, I'm ready to go if you want to count me in. All right. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of the Top 5 Report, the podcast that had to cancel lightsaber night. Thanks a lot, Todd. My name's Drew. I'll be your host for the evening. Along with me, as always, is my brother, Peter. Here. You are back. Yes. You had a weird car emergency situation. Yeah. Is everything good? Yeah, everything's good, <laughs> as, as as far as I can tell at this okay. point. So. <laughs> All right, fantastic. Yeah. Well, we missed you last week, but Thanks. Mary Liz filled your seat, and mm-hmm. we had a good talk. Um, nice. So... Since you haven't been here for, like, a couple weeks, uh, are we watching anything? What's going on? Um, I've been, like, incredibly busy, so I haven't watched as much as I'd like to, but I have watched a couple things. Uh, most notably is uh, I made it out to see uh, It Chapter 2 this past week. Oh, so. yeah, okay. I've heard interesting reviews, so Like, mixed reviews? Yeah. Or? Okay. I've heard, so, some, I've heard a lot of negatives. Like, so, Ra- like Ryan, our audio yeah. guy, hated the movie. Okay, wow. So, um... So this is a movie that I liked it overall. Like, I, I did like it. There's this weird thing where if you've watched the original miniseries of it, the second half of it is kind of, I think, the half that a lot of people don't like because of certain things that happen. Just because back then it was certain things happened that look really, really corny when they actually do. Okay. Um, so this new movie with the new special effects and the way that uh, Pennywise is portrayed... It's actually the parts that looked really cheesy from the old one, they actually do a really good job with, and they seem really natural. I think there's just also an aspect of, like, the first movie is a coming-of-age story with a bunch of kids, and it has kind of that Goonies, stand-by-me feel that everybody likes. And this movie is takes place with a lot of adults. Like, all the characters are adults, and I think maybe some of the humor gets lost, or it gets a little bit more jarring or something like that where like i think people enjoy the 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 story about the kids but once they're grown up maybe they don't like the adults as much i think that might be an aspect that plays into it okay because i because i was watching it and a lot of the humor felt a little bit like the stuff the kids would say and it felt a little bit more natural when it was kids delivering these lines but as adults it felt some of the lines felt a little bit more forced i would say um and then the other, another big issue I was thinking about it is this is a movie that I feel like is a second part. It's like a second half to one big movie. So, like, the It uh, franchise, this new one, has a lot of very fantastical scare scenes. A lot of weird crap happens. And I think when you start watching this movie... It is a little jarring when there's, like, some of the scares happen, and it's, like, this really surreal, nightmarish imagery, and you're like, well, would that actually happen that way? And it takes a little bit to uh, suspend your disbelief, where if I I think if, like, you watch the full movie beforehand it would just feel like a natural flow into this movie. Like, it wouldn't be... Wait, so if you watched them back-to-back, like, treated, I, treated yeah, and, as and one Yeah, and that's film. the thing, is, like, I think they were meant to watch back-and-back, back, or back-to-back, back because you start the second movie, and there's some of the things that happen just seem so jarring, but I think if you watched it right after the first one, it would just feel like such a natural flow. All right, so, so which one of the two did you like better, if you had to... I think I liked the first one. Okay. And the biggest reason is the humor, I think, because... In the second movie, I think it was a lot more funny, and even a lot of the scares were funny, where the first one, there was a lot of funny parts, but I think the scares were first and foremost, and, like, okay. it had a much more foreboding, like, scary feel to the first one. Overall, I like them both. I really do want to do, like, give it a back-to-back watch and see how that works, but... Yeah, I mean, I liked it overall. It's just a different... It's, like, kind of a different beast, I would say. So. All right. That's cool. There is there is one scene in the movie that is absolutely pointless. <laughs> there's there's one, of, one of the scenes that takes place that adds nothing to the story, 
There's no consequences from it. It's like, I think they put the scene in just to have an extra scare in the movie. And it's actually one of the scenes I see in a lot of the trailers, which I think is funny too. But Is it the, is it the old lady scene from that trailer? No, no, that, okay. that, that one actually does. I was does like, man, because they made a sit, that, that was a whole trailer. They made a sit through that whole scene yeah, as yeah. a trailer. No, like, that, that one definitely does serve a purpose. But there's another one that I didn't even realize it till after I saw the movie, but it was like, that scene had no point whatsoever like it's kind of cool it's, but it's really no... weird the thousands of the hundreds and thousands of eyes that have to look at a film yeah. before it actually gets to print to the screen for all of us viewers to see yeah of how many people would have seen things someone the fact that they that got so, by everybody yeah i'm it makes well, you wonder how planned that really i was. almost want to say that scene was might have been a reshoot where they said like we need to add in a scare somewhere and so they like filmed an extra scene to put it in so no. we're kind of getting close to spoiler territory. But oh no, it's fine. Of, I just yeah, I, it just makes me wonder like how something like that would have happened, <laughs> right? In this day and age where yeah. everyone seems to be paying way more attention to making sure there's no plot holes, mm-hmm. you know. Um, another thing that I just thought was funny when I saw the movie is uh, they had the new Joker trailer before it, of course, and I just think it's funny that right now Warner Brothers is like running a monopoly on sadistic clown characters or something like that. It's like Warner Brothers, the evil clown company all of a sudden. So that's, I just thought it was that's humorous. But <laughs> yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. All right. Um, did you, anything else or just, uh, was it just it? I mean, that's, that's the most noteworthy, like I said. Okay. So nothing that I've watched enough of to have like an opinion to share of. Right. So. Well, I watched uh, Rocket Man. Okay. Which is the Elton John biopic film. I didn't film. realize this was out yet. Is this in theaters or no, it's, you watch it on it's, video? No, I rented it. Okay. I, the, I rented on demand, I guess you could say. Um, so my, this is really weird for me to like review this movie because I'm watching this movie on the heels in my head of Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah. Okay, so I watched Bohemian Rhapsody. was a wonderful, wonderful film. And then this is another, it's basically another biopic about a music artist. Yeah. And it's not a biopic in the way Bohemian Rhapsody was. And I think I went into the movie expecting it to be. Okay. This was a biopic in the realm of a musical. To the fullest extent of a musical. So it's a biopic, but it's a musical. And when I say it's it's a musical. It's like a Jersey Boys sort of thing. Sort of, where it's a full, it's it's the full song and dance. Numbers will break out. You'll, you know, things like it's. It's a musical. Because it's a musical, I, when the movie ended, I was like, oh, that was okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but I didn't dislike it, and I didn't hate it. I think I wanted I think I think wanted it to be like Bohemian Rhapsody and yeah. not this musical, because it's like Bohemian Rhapsody is based on a true story, and you watch it, and you know how involved Queen was in creating Bohemian Rhapsody to be what it was, yeah. the movie that it is. And you're like, wow, not only is that... A, not only is that a biopic, but it's based on a true story, and it's clear that it's a true story, and we know all about it. Well, yeah, Elton John lived this life. We know about it. It's a true story, that kind of thing. But because the musical part of the movie, it almost made it so surreal that yeah. it was like almost like loosely based on a true story. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't know and if any of like, this actually <laughs> happened. <laughs> did this happen? I don't know which parts did. Like, right, yeah. exactly. And that's, that's the weird part. Um, the... Uh, the, the music, like, I realized I don't know enough of El, as much of Elton John's music as I thought I did. Yeah. Okay. I also, um, the, the, the singing, dancing, all that stuff was great. Taron Edgerton, who plays uh, Elton John, yeah, yeah. is amazing. Like, he's fantastic. It was really, well, like, overall the movie was well done. It just is not, like, so if you go into this movie expecting a Bohemian yeah. Rhapsody-like biopic, you're not going to get that. But if you're expecting this fantastical musical that's still going to tell that biopic type story yeah you know just i just say no that going in because i didn't know and i didn't i wouldn't have gotten that from the trailer yeah i mean that's really it's really interesting i feel like if you're gonna do a musical style movie like that i feel like elton john um because of like i guess his songwriting and stage presence and stuff it kind of makes sense to do that with him as opposed to queen or like you know insert random rock band or whatever but 
Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'd have to see it to uh, know how I feel about it. But as you were talking about the movie, I was, I'm was i just sitting here baffled because I've literally heard no hype about this at all. I haven't heard any hype either. Yeah. I also haven't really seen any reviews, but it was that's, kind of that's like... That's why I, like, I didn't know that it was out. It was kind was of like, like a, I saw the trailer for it, and I'm like, oh, that actually sounds like a cool idea. Mostly because I, we just watched Bohemian Rhapsody. I'm like, why not? Let's yeah. watch the Elton John movie. Mm-hmm. And I just... I was kind of like, nah, it was okay. Like, yeah. that's kind of how I came off of it, so... But, Ter- like I said, Taron Edgerton was great. Nice. You know. Yeah, um, I mean, this is definitely on my watching list, but when I'll actually get around to seeing it, you know, I'm not sure, but, yeah. yeah I'll sure. keep an eye. <laughs> I'm really curious. Like, your review's <laughs> making me more curious about it in general, so... Right. Uh, well, I didn't... <sighs> We're in this weird pocket of, like, what to watch, what not to watch. Like, yeah. you know, TV shows are about to start. But um, I've talked about... I, I actually have read something, or I'm about to finish reading something. <laughs> okay. Um, I've talked about this author before, Matthew Riley. He's He is by far my favorite author. So And, and I'm always... And if you follow me on Instagram, I posted something recently about his books like it's basically because people ask me a lot like what they should read like hey you read a lot what what do you like and I always say go read Matthew Riley any one of his books are phenomenal I've read them all (laughs) his newest book came out I finally like normally the world stops for me to read one of his books but I don't want to like stop and get pulled away so I kind of had to put it aside to wait till I had time to yeah sit um so anyway so I started this book of his it's called the secret runners of New York this is one of the coolest books I think I've ever read, and I'm not trying to like praise it because I yeah. like him as an author, but it's so the the title for me sounds like it is a uh, like it's a, something conspiracy based, and I don't know if that's accurate okay. or not. So but. when I started it, when I when I just looked at the title, my original thought was the Secret Runners of New York. Okay, so running, they're runners. I don't yeah. like know what this is. And then I started reading it, and I thought to myself, oh, runners as in the people controlling New York, like very wealthy, like that kind of stuff. That's what I was thinking, like conspiracy-based. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to give you a brief synopsis of this without trying to be too spoilery because I haven't gotten to the end of the book. I have about maybe 50 pages left, and I plan on doing nothing but reading when we're done recording. Okay. Nice. <laughs> I plan so on finishing awesome. the book. Yeah. The, when I sat down to start reading the book, I read about 150 pages in one sitting. I then Damn. read another X amount of pages, like... So this is like a two-day, like, I got 50 pages left today. I don't know if I've read 150 pages my whole life. I couldn't, no, I couldn't put the book down. Yeah. So the book it, the book follows this group of high school girls. Um, it's written first person from one of the girls' perspectives. And she is wealthy. And when I say wealthy, I'm not talking, like, celebrity movie star wealthy. I'm talking wealthy, the wealthy that, like, want to be hidden, that don't want to, like, the, the people who really run the world, real power, those kind of people. Yeah. Um, the people who like, if there's a, if there's an apocalyptic event, they have a secret stash of cash that's going to save them. You know, in the end, yeah. the real wealthy, um, that puts celebrities that we know to like shame in terms of like wealth, and it's like the prestigious schools that they go to and all that stuff. And some of the girls are real, like they're mean girls in a in the real sense of mean girls. You know, well the girl you follow. Um, she had, like, actually a rough life leading into her family being wealthy. Like, her mother basically married rich. After a divorce, her mother married into the wealth and so on. So she came from the real world first. So you're following her story, her and her twin brother, and that kind of thing. There is this group, this um, looming in, like, way off in the distance, there's a scientist who discovered a gamma radiation cloud out in space. Okay. And based off his calculations, this gamma cloud, Earth, at this certain point on March 17th of whatever, so March 17th of St. Patrick's Day, the cloud is going to, the Earth is going to pass through the cloud. Okay. Because of the gamma radiation, the scientists have predicted this is an extinction-level event. It'll kill everyone, it'll shut down electronics, all, like, at, like he goes through all the details. In the book, they talk about how this was all... Um, it became like this big media thing. All the scientists were trying to disprove him, blah, blah, blah. And he stubbornly was like, nope, I'm right, I'm right, I'm right. <laughs> yeah. And then he died. And then the news stopped. No one cared about it. Well, now in the book, they're getting closer to the actual date that he said. And the scientists are seeing that the gamma cloud's on trajectory to right, hit the yeah. planet. So it's now back in the news again. So it's that, you think about it like the Mayan calendar, like yeah. end of the world Y2K nonsense. 
So all that stuff's going on in the book. So that's kind of in the background of what's going on. Well, the girl, the main girl that you're following, um, befriends some of the mean girls who, and they say to her one night, do you want to go for a run with us? Okay. Okay. So they take her into Central Park. So on one side of the Central Park, the Metropolitan of Art Museum sits directly across from the Natural History Museum. And they take her like there's a grating on the... Like, there's this patch of, like, like there's this, like, area behind the Metropolitan Museum that there's a grate. You go down it into, like, the sewer level, and there's yeah. another grate that goes farther down, and there's a <laughs> tunnel. And in that tunnel, there's this really ancient, maybe Egyptian, Mayan, weird-looking, like, archway. Okay? Stargate? Or... <laughs> Don't know. Don't know. It's, like, it's like, cra- yeah. like crazy, ancient, like, architecture, that kind of stuff. And one girl, she has this necklace with a gem in it, and she puts the gem into this like tiny little slot and this portal opens and you walk through the portal and now you're in this tunnel and at the other end of the tunnel is another one of these gateways that you have to put the gem in to open a portal and you come out the other side okay okay in the center of this tunnel like when i say you like you're basically you walk down the tunnel you get to the center there's this pile of trash okay <laughs> that during the course of the book this trash gets bigger and bigger and bigger but above the trash is this opening like a well opening yeah like sent in the center of Central Park. Oh, okay. And there's people, and every now and then there's a like a guy who like screams down at him or watches him. You don't know. Yeah. Well, so the idea is when they go on the run, they literally open the portal, hop through, run through the tunnel to the other side, and come out the other side. And you're like, sure, interesting. Like okay. it's, their, it's like their <laughs> secret, like exclusive yeah. little club. So then. And I'm not trying to spoil the book because I'm literally like maybe 50 pages into the book in terms of me explaining this. But it, there's so much going on yeah, that I have to like spoil a little bit. I'm just trying to get you excited <laughs> to go, I have to read this. Because it's a freaking roller coaster. Two of the characters, the girl and this one guy, decide that they're going to find out what's above the well. Okay. So they borrow the gem from the one girl like, hey, we want to go on a run on our own just for fun. Yeah. So the girl lets them borrow this gem to open the portal. They go in. They get to the trash heap. They take a grappling hook with them, hook it up to the well, climb out of the well, and they are standing in the middle of Central Park in the middle of a destroyed New York. What you find out, so they think at first, <laughs> they think at first that this is a alternate reality New York, completely destroyed. What you find out later in the book is that it is the New York, 22 years in the future after the Gamma Cloud destroyed the planet. Okay. But there's still human life, obviously. The few people that survived. Yes. And then there's the question of how they survived and stuff like that. So essentially this portal is 22 years into the future. It's time travel. Weird. So they are... So the secret runners in New York, they're... they're, So it's like this little selective group and you find there's a big history to it. Like it's an actual like cult thing that's been okay, passed down right, from generation yeah. to generation. <laughs> it's incredible, but all I can say is at that point, I'm going to stop talking about the book. But you can see why I have to explain so I, much to... <laughs> it sounds super interesting. Like, that sounds really cool. Like, it sounds like a cool mystery, and like, I'm like I'm curious to know the end of the story now, but I have one question. Okay. Why, why do they run it through the portals to begin with? So... You find out that the girl... Well, you find out that the girl who has this, like, necklace gem, her mom has a matching gem. Yeah. Okay? They... Those are the only two gems that open it. But they got theirs from grandmother to great-grandmother to great-great-grandmother. It's been passed down. But these gems came across to America on the Mayflower. But that's where the history of them stops. Okay. It all... And... But... They came across the Mayflower and were used in the purchase of Manhattan Island Island from the Indians. Okay. So there's an idea that these gems were a part of the original architecture on the island when the Dutch bought the Manhattan Island yeah. from the native tribes that were there, and then it became this thing. 
I mean that that's cool. I just don't understand. Like what where I am like losing is your motivation for like yeah I have this gem that opens up this portal and I run through it. Well, when they but talk, what purpose do you think the, you're serving? Well, there's some through the portal. There's some people that you talk to that like because the kids just it's it's a rush. It's adrenaline rush. Okay. For them, it's just like we don't really know much about it. And we're <laughs> okay, just like doing enough. it, but this yeah. guy's screaming at us and like you know what I mean. There's crazies. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Okay, that's fair, and it's it's fine if you're not at a point where you even know all the answers. But I, that's like my that's one the thing. Question I feel like, like I know enough to talk about this much of it, and then like <laughs> I don't want to talk about some stuff because I'd love people to go. That sounds really interesting. I got to read oh, yeah. this book. It sounds really cool. Um, so. But it's it's an absolutely incredible. Um, cool. How it's put together, and it's one of those things you're like, man, is this brilliant? Mm-hmm. Because there's so many there's so many time travel stories out there that kind of copy each other i mean i know avengers kind of tried doing their own thing but their time travel rules make my brain hurt mm-hmm. um but uh as an author matthew riley he goes into some time travel stuff they talk they talk about back to the future and how it's a little horse shit and then he talks about some other theories but he lays out the theories in the book so you can kind of follow along yeah. with what is going on they talk about deja vu and how it's a fold in time and that's what really is going on and that kind of thing like okay. it's interesting yeah. like you had this moment where you're just like wow i feel like i experienced this for you have a deja vu <laughs> moment but it's because when you had the original moment yeah. it was a fold in time and you got a glimpse of the future and you know what i mean so nice um, it's just it's really really cool I, I i can't look i haven't gotten to the end like i said 50 pages but i cannot <laughs> recommend this book enough i can't put it down nice so i had that's to put awesome. it down to record our episode <laughs> Well, sorry about that. <laughs> no, it's all right. It's all right. Um, so anyway, uh, that's all I got for my watching reading category. Um, but uh, we have a bunch of news, so let's talk about that real quick, shall Sounds we? Sounds good, yeah. Okay. Um, so I'm going to give a quick update to the Spider-Man situation. Um, we talked a little... Mary Liz and I covered this a little bit because it's kind of like the door is closed on Spider-Man. Um, so I got two things here. Um this is from Sony Pictures uh, chairman and CEO Tony Vincequera. I think that's how you pronounce his last name. Sorry if I pronounced that wrong, Tony. I didn't mean to. I know you're <laughs> listening. Um, he says, for the moment, the door is closed on Spider-Man on the Spider-Man MCU deal. Despite the split, um, there is no ill will between Sony, Marvel, and D- the Marvel Disney family. So that's good. As far yeah. as I'm concerned, that probably means they're going to eventually come back and maybe reevaluate. Um, but this is an interesting one that I found. This is a quote from the Russo brothers. He, meaning Kevin Feige, was looking for a way out. He wanted to open the door and have us go. We figured it out. We don't need Spider-Man. Because it's a lot of work to get two major corporations to play nice with each other. And the fact that it happened at all... We should all be dancing and celebrating that we got that little bit of time. So it sounds like Kevin Feige was like, this is too much work to get this organized. Let's just let Spider-Man go, be its thing, and we'll worry about it when we need Spider-Man again. Yeah. That's honestly what it sounds like. What can you do? Yeah, for sure. Um, so, I mean, it's it's cool to see they had like an actual positive outlook on it, which I wish more fans would, but... Uh, I don't know, this whole Spider-Man thing, I know, like, a lot of people are disappointed to see Tom Holland leave the role, but, like, that's the thing. Like, he has one more solo film under his belt. Yeah. And then he has to go into renegotiations. Tom Holland, you weren't here last week, so Tom Holland had, like, he said he's Spider-Man, period. Mm -hmm. And he's glad to work with Sony, and he's happy to keep going. So we're going to get more Tom Holland Spider-Man. Yeah. Which is awesome. It's just not going to be in the MCU. But when you think about... Sorry, I interrupted you. No, I mean, to me, it's just like, no, that's okay. To me, it's just, I'm, I'm enjoying like with superhero movies, seeing stuff get, getting shaked up and kind of like the comic book movie wars, as opposed to like the streaming wars we were talking about a couple episodes back. Sure. I mean, I just think it's interesting now, like, so like there's this like new development with Marvel and Sony. So now I'm just want to see like how the chess game between Marvel and Sony plays out from this point. And like I don't know, it's, it might get kind of crazy, well, but it's what I think is interesting. What I think is interesting from a content perspective is Marvel. When you look at the slate of films they got coming, Doctor yeah. Strange two and the Multiverse of Madness. You got Thor: Love and Thunder. You got the Eternals. Like you have some cosmic level stuff coming. Yeah. So post Endgame, Marvel's going to be going a little cosmic. If yeah. Spider-Man stays on Earth, 
and Sony makes their Spider-Man universe movies like Venom 2 and Morbius and whatever else, and maybe if they do the Silver Sable movie they wanted to do, if they do that, then Spider-Man's got his own little thing going on here while Marvel's off doing cosmic stuff, and then in the future when it's time to cross paths again, hey... Maybe we can make it work for a couple That's movies. That's true, because it is one of those things, like, it has happened before, like, it can happen again. E- and, exactly. And I kind of agree, like, I do like, like, Marvel has a lot on its plate, and I don't mind Sony having its own Spider-Man universe over here, because then we're just getting more superheroes, more comic book movies, more content if it's, for us And to if enjoy, it's the same you know? Spider-Man and he stays consistent, even through crossovers yeah. and stuff, that's even cooler, especially when, hey... We're X amount of movies down the road. We'd like to do a crossover again. Boom! Spider-Man makes an appearance. Yeah, awesome. Or For like, sure. heck, we have another. We have Spider-Man Six coming out with Tom Holland, and War Machine has to pop in and say, "Hey, dude, we need your help." And then the next <laughs> movie, you're like, "What's happening?" You know? <laughs> For sure. Yeah. Right. So, I look. We're getting more Spider-Man, no matter how you look at yeah. it. Yeah. Like, I'm just happy for it. So, um, on the Marvel front of things. Did you see that you heard about the Kate Bishop show for Disney Plus? I think we talked about that. I think I did. I kind yeah. of it wasn't one that like I was super excited about. <laughs> I don't remember the details necessarily. Well, it's but. not I don't know if it's super um someone out there is a Kate Bishop fan. I don't know enough about yeah. her um to uh, really speculate, but I just it uh, Haley Steinfeld is in talks to play Kate Bishop. Okay. So it's just another big name being added into the Marvel Universe. Yeah, I saw people um, are already doing uh, fan art of her as uh, Kate Bishop. I've, I've so, seen I mean, the same, and it looks cool. Yeah. Um, the, uh, what I realized, do you, you ever play the Six Degrees game? Oh, yeah. Like, there's the Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon, where yes. you have to, like, any actor can be linked to Kevin Bacon in six moves, right? So Angelina Jolie to Kevin Bacon, and you got to figure it out, mm-hmm. right? Um. I'm not going to do it right now because I'd have to take a minute to think. But I like playing the Six Degrees game where you just, instead of two Kevin Bacon, you pick two actors. Okay, and, yeah, yeah. And you just pick two right. actors and try and make the moves. I realized the Marvel films have completely destroyed the Six Degrees game because everybody is in the Marvel films. <laughs> like, everybody is yeah. so connected that way. And it's just, <laughs> wow, you guys, okay, so this person was in this with any Marvel movie, and then you go on from there. Yeah. So I'd love to see the flow chart if somebody finds, like, the impossible Six Degrees connection or whatever, and it just becomes this elusive thing that, like, <laughs> oh, I can't, you know, connect William Shatner to uh, Haley Joel Osment, or, you know, if there's, like, two actors that you just can't connect somehow. William that's Shatner like... to Haley Joel Osment. <laughs> now you got me thinking. I might have that by the end of the episode. Fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> um, that's just something that I pulled out of random, but yeah. yeah. I might actually have that by the end of the episode. We'll see. Um, <laughs> the, uh, um, nope. William Shatner was in Fanboys with Seth Rogen, and Seth Rogen was in the television show The Boys on Amazon with Haley Joseph. Okay, there you so, go. So, there you go. Only two moves. Two degrees. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, since we're talking about casting, um, Zatanna, we talked about this a long time ago. Zatanna is basically, um, the best way I can describe her is she is a Game of Thrones, not Game of Thrones, I'm getting, Game of Thrones as a play in this. Zatanna is like the uh, Doctor Strange of the uh, DC universe. Okay, yeah. In a sense, in a sense, we want to talk magic users and that kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, with like a traditional magician outfit, I right, guess. Yeah, yeah. and um, I've always, I've always really liked Zatanna. She's one of the Justice League Dark members, like, I always thought she was really cool. Anyway... Um, so Amelia Clark is being eyed to play Zatanna oh, that's in cool. the Zatanna movie. I didn't know about that. And this, when I heard this, really I was like, yes. The, like, only, <laughs> the only thing is, and I think it's just... And I want to hear Amelia Clark talk backwards, <laughs> it's going to be awesome. Yeah. No, that's really cool. The only thing, and I think it's just because I'm used to, like, the last time I think I encountered Zatanna a lot was on uh, Young Justice, so I'm kind of just... Used to thinking of her younger, but there's no reason that Amelia Clark can't play her, you know? So I just, like, I think that'll be really cool. Like, that's kind of exciting, and I had no idea about this until just now. So. Yeah, no, I just thought that was really <laughs> yeah. cool. So hopefully hopefully that lands and Amelia Clark becomes Zatanna, because I am down for that. Like, yeah. That's, like, so smart. Mm-hmm. Um, let's talk about Joker real quick, because we're on... Uh, We've been talking about Joker a lot. I keep feel I feel like it keeps coming up in conversation, but we're real close we to really the release close. of Joker. It's only like I felt it was like a month away. No, it's like a couple weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm really excited for this. Um, the Joker just won Best Film at the Venice Film Festival. 
like the wow. top tier prize at the Venice Film Festival, which is a high honor, big time. Like the praise that the critics are giving the movie right now, I fear are like overhyping the movie for me. Yeah, and that's interesting because I feel like it's also controversial at the same time. Like I've seen a lot of like anti Joker posts just because people are. Um, I guess they're haters. No, it's not even that. I think people are like concerned that it it praises. Um, oh, one of those angles. Yeah, like it's praising like reckless act- activity or malicious activity, and people are like worried about that. I guess aspect well, of it. So I mean, I maybe I. My problem with a statement like that is. Sometimes you need to see the movie to understand what's really going on, and sometimes you need to just allow a good story to be told. And sometimes you can't predict everything. Like, you can't predict that the world's going to see this movie and we're going to get more terrorists or more, you know, whatever. Like, you got to let things play out, because I've seen a lot of tweets where, like, the Joker movie is going to cause this to happen. It's like, really? Is it? Because it's not even out yet. (laughs) Right. Um, well, director Todd Phillips, I thought this was kind of cool. Um, director Todd Phillips says the film was written for Joaquin Phoenix, and yeah, I no, can see that. and no other actors were considered. <laughs> yeah, that like, actually doesn't surprise me. It doesn't surprise me yeah. at all. But it, I just thought it was a really cool thing to hear him say, um, leading up to you know, yeah. launch of this movie. I heard that uh, the director also commented and said it has no relation to anything, anything in the DCEU or whatever no, it's, DC it's, is called. At this it's point, a, it's a, movie it is called. a movie by itself, period, mm-hmm. to, tell, seeing, to tell a story. Did, did you guys talk about the newest trailer when I was gone? Or um, We talked a little bit about it because okay. Mary Liz had not seen it's, it. I'm left with the impression it doesn't feel like it's related to the DCEU. Like, it feels so separate, and that's like... With this newest trailer, that's the thing that surprised me is, like, I watch it and there's, like, nothing that feels comic booky about it. You know, it like... It feels very real. It feels almost like it's supposed to fit in the Dark Knight universe or the Dark Knight trilogy, even, in a sense. Even that, but the thing about Dark Knight is, like, Dark Knight is a very, like... You can take it very seriously and it's a very good crime film, but there is a part of it that is superhero-y. And, like, oh. from the impression I've been getting from the Joker, it's, like... Even, like, yeah, he wears makeup, but even with that, like, I don't even know if it, like, feels that way, which is cool. It's, it's like, a breath of fresh air. It's right. an interesting well, every take, now and, you know, every but... now and then, if you read comic books, and I know, there's, I know there's a very large audience that just watches the movies or just watches the yeah. CW shows or the Marvel Netflix shows or something, they don't read comic books at all. There's so many people that just don't read comics. But if you read comics, you know that every now and then a writer comes out and says, I have a cool idea for a story. And it's set off on its own and it has nothing to do with anything going on in comic continuity. It's just a single standalone story. And then you go back and read the main continuity. And then suddenly someone else goes, hey, I have an idea for this thing. And then you read this tiny little, like, adventure. And and you're just like, sweet, I got this cool Superman story that has (laughs) nothing to do with... It's just a Superman yeah. story. And then that leads to, like, animated movies like Batman Ninja, where you watch it right. and you're like, what the hell did I just watch? <laughs> right. I, I liked you know it, what? but what the heck was ba- that? Batman Ninja was awesome, but absolutely. <laughs> um, but no, I just, you know, that's, so this is just, a, it's a thing on its own to be a thing. Yeah. You know, um, and I'm just really excited for it. So the, the praise it's getting is probably well-deserved. Yeah. It's there's a I've heard I saw somebody online saying that the Joker it might be an amazing film or it might be like a really just edgy film for the sake of being edgy but either way it should be enjoyable <laughs> so I thought that was like a pretty good saying though to be honest right. um, pretty good outlook right well we got two pieces of uh, news left uh, to talk about I'll save the more the exciting one for last but um, GameStop is closing some stores. I, I'm only bringing this up because I used to work for GameStop I and I play a lot of video games and I'm not surprised in the digital world we live in, but they're uh, closing uh, 180 to 200 stores by the end of the year. Okay. I just, I'm like, you know, we lost Toys R Us and now we're losing GameStop and it's just kind of, you know what I mean? Or we're not losing GameStop, but you see what, yeah. you see what I mean when I say that. I, so. I feel like, is this news? Like, I feel like I keep seeing stuff like time and time again about like, GameStop's losing stores, GameStop's closing stuff, and, like, I don't follow it closely enough to keep track, (laughs) but, like, you said it, and there is no, 
I have no reaction. There was to it there wasn't it necessarily to be like, a reaction. Yeah. I was just like it, it when I say it hit the news, like it was on NBC when I was getting ready for work. I was like, yeah. oh, what? Like mm-hmm. you know, so. Um, and I'm is, I'm not, I'm not a big gamer, but I don't I couldn't tell you the last time I was actually in a GameStop, and I don't know if that's the same for you, but and I again I can't and that's and that's probably part of the problem because most of the video games I buy now are all digital versions. Yeah. I don't buy hard copies really, and you know I just thought it was interesting that that's it's just the it's just our our technological formats are completely changing. Yeah. So my my eventually my movie collection, which is amazing, and I love the massive hard copy collection of movies I have it's eventually going to stop because they're going to stop making blu-ray copies of things and I'm yeah. going to have to like hope I can get it somewhere streaming and it might yeah. I mean it it kind of sucks but it might go the way of like blockbuster where GameStop's like the store that might cease to exist and we'll all like yeah, think nostalgically back to the way we're talking we about it right now is the reason store. I brought it up yeah. it's just it's just kind of weird. It's like, oh, that's almost like a weird end of the era. Now, the company's not going out of business. They're just closing X amount of stores yeah. because they're, you know, low volume, not doing the work that they're supposed to be doing, I guess. Mm-hmm. So, um, Finally, we have a, some Disney Plus content that I discovered that I got really excited about. Interesting. So we've been talking about all the stuff that's going to be on Disney Plus and I know there's things we don't know about. So Are they rebooting Home Alone 2? No. <laughs> they announced, this is awesome, they announced that the original DuckTales, Chippendales Rescue Ranger, Tailspin, yeah. The Goof Troop, and Gargoyles are all going to be on Disney+. That's awesome. That's awesome. Where's Darkwing Duck? Or did oh, Darkwing Duck. Outside? Sorry, Darkwing okay, Duck's yeah. also on the list. Okay, My bad. Cool. My bad. Yeah. I, I don't know why I forgot Darkwing Duck, <laughs> but the fact, like, that's awesome that's great like, yeah. those are cartoons that made my childhood that's fantastic mm-hmm. the other two cartoons that are going to be on there that got me really excited and i know there's listeners of the show that are going to be equally excited as us but the 90s spider-man animated series and the 90s x-men animated series will all be nice. on there at launch so um and like, dude, I can hear that theme song for X Men. I don't remember the Spider Man theme song, but I know the X Men <laughs> theme song, and I can whistle it. Like the X Men one is a little bit more iconic or memorable. I think, I think but so. The Spider Man one still was a good theme song, and like that was such a good intro. Where like, especially the part where like Spider Man or. Uh, you see, like, Venom, like, just the symbiote, like, swallow Spider-Man whole, and there's just, like, so many cool parts of it, but you're right, like, the X-Men theme song is the one that well, really sticks in your what's, head. What's crazy about it is when I thought to myself, man, I don't know where to start with Disney+, Plus because of all the stuff that's going to be on there, <laughs> yeah. I almost feel like I'm going to watch The Mandalorian and then go watch Spider-Man and X-Men. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Like, yeah. I feel like that's what I'm going to be watching, like, right away. And it's cool, because I know you can find, and I'm sure this is soon to cease because of this new Disney Plus deal, but uh, you could find some of that stuff on YouTube. Like, you could find, like, old episodes of, like, X-Men and stuff to watch just for free on YouTube. Well, free in quotation marks. (laughs) But uh, uh, the thing is, there's I don't think there's been anywhere to, like, officially watch that stuff for so long. So it's just kind of cool that that's finally being brought to us, you know? And that was... Sorry. Not to dwell on this too long, but I remember early in the podcast, or, like... A while back, we were actually talking about Disney Plus, and I mentioned those two cartoons. I was like, "Are we going to get like the old Spider-Man show or X-Men?" So I remember you talking. About, I remember exciting. you talking about that. So <laughs> here we go, right? Yeah. Um, well, yeah. So that kind of brings us to the end of the news. So okay. Um, yeah, short news, I guess. Yeah, I guess so. Like yeah. we talked for a while, but I also talked about that book for like longer than I thought I was going to. So right, yeah. Um, so, you ready to talk about our list? Yeah, sounds great. Awesome. So, Ryan, it's list time. Play the thing. And now for the top five. All right. So, um, list, you've been gone for two weeks. Yes. So not like I had extra time to work on my list because I was all prepared. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I thought this was actually a difficult list to come up with. Um, because I Yeah. So it was why a weird one. Why don't, you expl- <laughs> why don't you explain the list because we haven't sat down and discussed this in a while. So I don't really know where I came up with this idea. <laughs> but the idea is just like you have unlimited resources and you get to make a theme park. Or in this case five theme parks with maybe honorable mentions and you have to make them out of existing 
franchises or characters. I have no or honorable stories. mentions this week. <laughs> oh, okay, I actually came up with two <laughs> there quick. But uh, yeah, it's just kind of like what kind of theme parks would you do and kind of what would they entail. Specifically, you have to think of at least one attraction for each one. But uh, I just thought it was kind of a fun off the wall concept, especially since we've had a lot of just straightforward movie talk for a while. I thought this would just kind of be a cool list to do. So sure. Um, <clears throat> Well, like I said, I was uh, all set and ready to go for next last week. So um. yeah. Um, oh, another thing is, I know you're gonna say a couple parks that I'm gonna be like, oh man, I didn't even think of that one. <laughs> we'll see how this goes. So. <laughs> uh, probably. Well, my thing was, I kept thinking about parks that already exist. Yes. Like I just, I, I, I just thought, like you know, for example, like Star Wars does not make a list at all on my list because. Yeah. I haven't been to Galaxy's Edge, and I don't know how I would make it better, so I can't say, ooh, I want a Star Wars park. That's true. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Um, I just was like, man, that already exists. Okay, well, what about this? Well, that kind of already exists. You know what I mean? That was going through my <laughs> yeah. head. So, um, you have honorable mentions, yes. so go ahead. Okay, so I'll try to go through these as quick as possible, but uh, my first honorable mention is Kaiju Land. <laughs> so I just think it'd be cool if there was a park... Uh, themed around uh, all the different, like, Godzilla and all the different, like, giant monster yeah. movies. Did you, um, did you have a ride that one with that? Yeah, yeah, the one that I thought of, I mean, this one's so easy. You can have a Godzilla ride, a Gamera ride, a Mothra ride, just make a ton of roller coasters and stuff. But the one one I thought would be really cool is do a Godzilla ride where it's a big roller coaster and you, when you're climbing up to the peak, you know, ready to go down the first drop, you're climbing up Godzilla's spine and then that first drop is a blast of his uh, atomic breath that's just shooting you down through the oh, that's, I thought that's that'd actually really kind of cool. cool. <laughs> yeah, um, it'd be a really cool looking thing too. And then my next honorable mention is uh, so we've got like Six Flags that has DC Comics, right? Yeah. And we've got uh, Marvel Comics, which is kind of seems like it's being split between Disney and Universal in certain ways, so to speak. But I was thinking, what if they did another comic book company theme park, you know? And I was trying to figure out how that would fit in. So I was thinking, what if they did an Image Comics theme was, park? I'm like, he's going to go Image, yeah. and he's yes. going to go Spawn, and uh, he's going to go Spawn, and Walking Dead, and it's going to get really, like, weird. <laughs> really? <laughs> like, yes, it, it's a very dark, <laughs> mature theme park, but I actually didn't think of that. That's funny. But, yeah, the two uh, attractions I thought of for this was, one is, like, a Spawn roller coaster I think would be awesome, because you could do it, like half roller coaster, half fun house, and this is a ride that would take you down to hell and back up to earth, and it could be really awesome in certain ways. Right. And the other one I want, I thought would be cool is a Walking Dead sort of either paintball or like some kind of zombie experience where you're going through a haunted house shooting, shooting zombies or something Walking Dead related. Well, they do a lot of fun. Walking Dead like experiences at like San Diego Comic-Con and stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, but, you know, we're talking a full theme park. Exactly, so. yeah. And uh, the the only reason that one made an honorable mention is like I love Image Comics, but then when I think about like the current lineup and just as far as like total amount of comics and characters that I like from that company, I don't know if they sit as high up on my list as maybe compared to DC or Marvel or something like sure. that. So, but yeah, all right. Um, so I feel like mine are really violent. Um, <laughs> Uh, so this is going to go to my actual first pick because this is your list. So I have to go first. Um, so I'm a big fan of the Halo video game. Okay. So I was thinking like a Halo theme park. Um, uh, the rides, um, there's two rides. Obviously, I, obviously we all want to drive a Warthog and like, you know, maybe, you know, fly a Pelican or whatever. But uh, the Banshee um, is an iconic vehicle. So I thought yeah. it would be kind of cool. To, even if it's a virtual reality version of the ride do like yeah. uh, the ban uh, being able to fly a banshee um, but I was thinking about the Halo theme park like you know hey you have like the Halo you're on you could have like the ancient structures from the Forerunners um, you really literally cool. have the military bases you have the Covenant bases like it, literally you could just traverse like this like you know world that when you're playing the video game you're like man I would totally like want to live in this yeah. that kind of thing um the other attraction I thought would be really cool. I know we said one attraction, but I thought of a couple. Yeah, no, that's that. fine. <laughs> um, the other attraction I thought is in Halo, they have the ODSTs or the Orbital Drop Shock Troopers, where they're. If you don't know, if you don't know the Halo video games, it's they're basically paratroopers, but they drop from space. Mm. So what if that was the ride to oh, do a cool. legit 
ODST drop. <laughs> <laughs> or at least simulate that somehow. Or simulate it like, somehow, like, because they drop from orbit and then land awesome. in this, uh, dis- yeah. like, the, the battle zone and have to go from um, there. So Halo actually made my short list, and uh, I actually was thinking that Halo, like, I did, you thought of it way more in depth than me, which is pretty cool. I was just thinking it'd be cool if it was, like, a paintball park. And it oh, was, like... It could they, still be a paintball yeah, park. Yeah, they could have that, too, where you have, like, literally you can play paintball and blood gulch or No, you literally, you show, up at like, the, you show up at the Halo park, they get you all geared up, all yeah. your stuff, they load you in your ODST pod, you do the full drop into the battle zone, you come <laughs> out of the pod, and you are literally in the... <laughs> That'd be pretty neat, yeah. You know. That's so. awesome. Another idea for the Halo park that I just thought of, ghost carts... What do you think? Ghost carts, like yeah. go carts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm down. Okay, <laughs> fair enough. When we get hover technology working, I'm down. Yeah, um, yeah. So go ahead. Okay, so um, my my first actual pick. So as you can tell, like I said, paintball park with for the Halo thing. Like I kind of thought pretty loosely in terms of theme park as opposed to like. It has to be roller coasters and rides and games and stuff. So the first one that I actually thought of, which is a franchise that I'm sure everybody's tired of me talking about, but is uh, Scooby-Doo. <laughs> so I thought it'd be cool if there's a Scooby-Doo theme park. Yeah, they have some Scooby-Doo stuff at Six Flags, but a whole park would be cool. And the way the park would work would be it would be like a series of escape rooms essentially and you are you're the scooby <laughs> you're the scooby doo gang and you go through the escape room and you have to solve the mystery to get to the next one and maybe they'll have like a mystery machine oh, you meddling kids. on there or something yeah. another thing that i thought would be cool is what if it is like has a clue aspect to it where somebody in the escape room ends up being the villain or something like that. Like, that oh. could be kind of a cool... I don't know how they would work it out, but that could be a cool thing where <laughs> you get to be the one who says, like, right. you meddling kids right. sort of thing, so... I feel like for the people who make Westworld, we're doing all their homework for them. <laughs> um, All right, so I have one more video game one, and then I get serious. Um, I'm a big fan of the Final Fantasy series. Oh, okay. So I, I, thought, a, so I thought a Final Fantasy theme park would be kind of cool like in terms of like visiting final fantasy they have all the different eras because you have like final fantasy 7 which is like present day slash futuristic yeah and then you have like final fantasy 12 which is like fantasy like game of thrones style fantasy but a little bit of futuristic tech to it and like going through the marketplaces and like that kind of stuff like and then being able to explore the vast regions and stuff but one of the um one of the creatures in Final Fantasy, the Chocobos or Chocobos, yeah. or however you say that, the like the big walking birds mm-hmm. you see them riding like horses. I totally see that as a ride, like the Chocobo nice, ride. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It was just I was kind of. I feel like when I was putting it together, I was grasping for straws because I could see the world in my head, but I didn't really know how yeah. to explain it. Unless you've played Final Fantasy, yeah, and you know how. That's it all. a cool. And I was gonna ask if specifically if like you wanted to do it around like one game, but it sounds like it's just kind of like the whole. Well, Final I would. Well, that's the thing. Like, if like, I went in, like, you know that the majority of like people would probably flock to like the Final Fantasy VII yeah. area. But like, one of my my fate, I think I like Final Fantasy VII, but my favorite Final Fantasy, I think, is twelve. Okay. You know. Yeah. So. Nice. Yeah, I think that's a good pick. I haven't played a lot of Final Fantasy, so I don't have a lot to say, oh, but I okay. think it's a really cool thing. And I have always loved, um, even though I haven't played a lot of the games, I've always like really appreciated the aesthetics of Final Fantasy from afar and like their character design and stuff, so sure. I would love to go to this park, right. you know what I mean? So, right. um, And that's actually a really good transition into my next pick, which is Nintendo Land. <laughs> so there's rumors that Universal might be doing this. Yes. Like, they might yeah. be building a Nintendo park. But it hasn't happened yet, so it still makes my list. The things that I, the thing that I most want from Nintendo Land is Mario I, Kart. Yes, racing. exactly. <laughs> I want go kart tracks that are modeled after the actual Mario Kart tracks because that would be so cool. And I know you couldn't do everything. Like you're not going to actually be on Rainbow Road where you can fall to your death, but they can still make cool things inspired by those tracks to really make you feel like you're there. Yeah. I think that'd be so cool. The other thing I would really want to do is go through obstacle courses at this park that are modeled after you know some of the classic mario levels like that that would be so fun i've been waiting to do like i want 
a VR experience of Marvel, or not Marvel, Marvel. of Mario, Mario <laughs> because I want to run through those levels because that just looks so that, much that fun. That actually, so. yeah, VR Mario would be really cool. I don't know if you heard, but you heard about the uh, Mario Kart World Tour phone mobile game I coming think out. So. Okay, I think I've heard a bit and about And it's going to be but... Mario Kart, but it's going to be like in like maps of real cities. In, oh. the, in in the world. <laughs> okay. So it's like literally world I, tour. Yeah. In, in my head, I'm thinking to myself, you mean like a Pokemon Go version of Mario where no matter where I am, that's where I'm racing? Like, you know what I Is mean? Is that like, what it's going to be? I don't know, but that's okay. what went through my head. So I'm probably wrong. And it's just literally, That'd oh, you can choose Chicago and then race Maybe Chicago. it's just like as you actually drive around, like you just have the your phone set up and it looks like you're driving Mario Kart. <laughs> I mean, obviously that sounds extremely dangerous and well, nobody should ever I'll do just, that. I'll but. just ride shotgun and play Mario Kart while someone else drives. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Two in place. <laughs> No, Nintendo Land's awesome because I was. I'm totally thinking of like you can have your Zelda area of the park. Yeah, and, and that's know, the that's the you other can have thing. Your Metroid is, area and like. There's so many other video games that I like to feel like I was inside of that are Nintendo owned, but I think Mario and Mario Kart are like my top ones that I'd want to be right. in. You know, so absolutely. Well, so for my third pick is Game of Thrones. I thought of this one. That's a very brutal game uh, park to visit. <laughs> um, but I was but I was completely thinking of um, in season eight when John rides the dragon for the first time, yeah. and like that's like that sequence was a roller coaster by itself. So Definitely, obviously we yeah. wanted to do ride the dragons, but I also thought it'd be really cool to do a roller coaster along the wall. That's cool. Yeah. During the battle of the Wildlings versus the Night's Watch. Okay. Yeah. That. You be know, really so you have like people falling off the wall, and you get like a big like you know, those big things that cut the ice like flying <laughs> past you and yeah. stuff like that. Like it'd be. <laughs> That's cool too, because it's like it's interesting to have a park that uh, the roller coasters instead of being like made after characters or locations, they're like created after like events to like give you the feel of that event and that's like a really interesting idea um i thought of game of thrones i think i just was struggling to think of like what the specific rides would be you know but i love that world obviously and i'd love to go to that park um and i hope they make like if they do make that park they make the uh i don't know what you want to call it tavern or restaurant or whatever where hot pies worked because I'd be oh yeah, absolutely. Some hot pie pies, so. <laughs> yeah, go to Hot Pies and then uh, check out the yeah. like brothel that you know Roz worked at. And <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> um, While you're there, why not? Did you have more on Game of Thrones? No, I didn't. I just okay. I could totally picture the land, but I thought yeah. about the roller coaster along the wall, and I'm like, oh, that's awesome. You get on it like East. You get on the castle at East Watch, and then you ride it all the way back to Castle Black. Like yeah, you know. I, yeah, that that sounds amazing. Um, this it's actually funny how our lists are working out because this really leads what really well into my next pick, which is Middle Earth. I do feel so, like we're rolling through the list a little faster no, tonight, but that's okay. Yeah, but it's also like I'm just surprised that it's like you do video game, then I do video game, then <laughs> oh. it's like epic fantasy, <laughs> right. epic fantasy. So, so we're going Hobbit. All right. Yes, yes. I'd like a Middle Earth world because. Okay, so, like, there's a couple of attractions I thought. Off the top of my head, the first one I thought of is, like, you got to have a Mount Doom roller coaster, and it's just going to be big and scary and awesome and look really cool. Not necessarily a lot of thought that went into that pig. It's just, like, it's got to happen. Another one I think would be fun is uh, the Hobbit Barrel Ride, which is, like, a water ride where oh, you, it yeah, gives you the from, feeling uh, from escaping on the barrels from, from the wood desolation elves. Desolation of Smog, right? Well, yeah, I know it from the Hobbit book, I'm, first and oh, foremost. I was but, thinking yeah. about what movie it appeared in, yeah. Yeah, I those movies are all a blur to me, but... And, like, I think there's so many events or locations you could make rides out of Lord of the Rings. Um, another one that I think would be great, even though I wasn't a big fan of the Hobbit movies, um, just having, like, some sort of, like, dwarven mine, like, themed ride. Roller coaster. Yeah, that'd be, yeah. yeah, I mean... They didn't really... I don't think they had mine carts, but you could make one for a theme park. Yeah, why, you know, not? why not? Why <laughs> not? Um, yeah, I think that's... I think I had something more to say, but it's all good. It's just... I, I don't know. I think it'd be a fun world to go to. I just remembered what I was going to say, and it was just, who doesn't want to go to the Shire, too? Like, that could be, like, a really cool, like, either, like, food or shopping district yeah. that looks like the Shire, so... Yeah, it doesn't have awesome. that. It doesn't necessarily... Like, that could be your little kid area. 
Oh, yeah, yeah. For all your younger rides, <laughs> like, you know, the ones that, like, the adults don't really want to go to, but they want to check out the Hobbit holes, and they want to, like, yeah. you know, stop by and have a pint at the, you know, their little bar or whatever. <laughs> if we, then, if uh, we could all fit in the Hobbit holes, because yeah. we're all And then there's tall. the weird-looking Hobbit house that the Teletubbies come out, and <laughs> yeah. things start getting really weird. <laughs> yeah, wow. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, so my final two. Um, I know that Six Flags has Batman attractions, like the yes. Batman ride and the Joker ride and stuff. But I think it'd be kind of cool. So my next one is Batman. Okay. But you do a legit Gotham City park. So you have the Gotham City Police Department. You have Wayne Manor. You have, like, all these, like, Gotham City attractions. And then the attractions are built around it. So you have, like, Joker's Funhouse, which is a legit Joker's Funhouse. Scary as it should be because yeah. it's the Joker. Um, you could literally do, I mean, yeah, you could do a Batmobile roller, like a Batwing roller coaster yeah. Ride. So it literally, like, is you in the Batwing, like, flying over the city. So the roller coaster would be designed to go in and out of, like, the buildings and stuff that you're, like, the people are walking around. Yeah. You know, that kind of thing. And I think it would be best if you built it around the Tim Burton films only because the Anton first art direction. Yeah, I could see you know? that. But then you'd have, but then, like I said, you'd also have the place of, like, Crime Alley where Bruce Wayne's parents were shot and, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. So. I think it's, like, it is, like, kind of... It's funny how dark Batman is that like it certain is. things seem so morbid. But, but they talk about be... how they talk about how inclu- um, inclusive uh, Star Wars Galaxy's Edge is, and how they wanted to make it very like story centric and like you feel like you're in the world of Star Wars. Yeah. If I were to do a Batman park, I'd want it to feel like I'm actually in Gotham. Yeah, City. that's a good point. Yeah. You know, and yeah, you can have the other characters there, and you'd have to have actors dressed as like Batman, maybe you know, leaping across a rooftop or something. Yeah. Like, oh, I saw him. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. you know, you'd want the experience. I mean, if you think about the Harry Potter experience at Universal, I've never, I haven't gone, but I think about that level of like yeah. immersiveness. Yeah, no, I agree, and actually, that sounds really awesome. I, uh, I would love to see a Batman park. I almost want to see. I'd almost like to see it like how they did. And I don't know the game super well, but uh, some of the Arkham games where it was like there was elements of every single version of Batman in the game. And I think it's kind of cool how, um, I think it's Arkham Knight that I saw where like Gotham looks like an amalgamation of every version of Gotham you've ever seen. And I kind of think that'd be a cool aspect to be a, to have for a park, I guess I'm saying, but, uh, no, I think it's a great idea. Like there's so many things you could do. You could have like the, killer croc ride through the sewers and like every character could kind of have well, his you own could even, place you know you could even have the curtain pulled back a little bit too there could be an area where you walk off into like what looks like a film set and you're actually on the set of like batman yeah, 66 that could be cool too or like you know some of the villains hideouts are actually like tilted like they did with the camera so it's on the dutch tilt you know what i yeah. mean like they just weird things <laughs> like you know that's what i was thinking there could be like a the 60s Batman-esque, like, climbing wall they have to go up. Oh, and yeah. Then, like, uh, yeah, I mean, you could have, like, Penguin Zoo or, you know, something like that. Like, <laughs> right. there's, there's so many possibilities. So that would be a really cool one. Right. For sure. Um, all right, your number two for the yes. evening. My number two is a theme park uh, created around Tales from the Crypt. So wow. if you've ever watched <laughs> the Tales from the Crypt show or read the comics, you know that this is an anthology horror series. So... It's a, it's a series that's made up of a ton of different kinds of stories, which I think would be perfect for a theme park because you could have... My idea for this is it would be like a series of haunted houses. Like, you go into a haunted house and you go through almost like a mini story that they tell you, and then you go through another one and it's like another mini story. But the aesthetics of the whole park could be built around this old comic book imagery that it all comes from and you know the crypt keeper will be there and he'll be like your host onto every ride <laughs> you know you see the crypt keeper sign up there that's saying like you must be this tall before riding this ride and stuff um another thing i would really want to do is uh the old hbo live action tales from the crypt series had such a cool exciting intro and really what the intro is is it's like it's this really creepy looking um thing where it looks like your first person like entering into this like scary mansion like the gate of a scary mansion and then you go in the house and you go like down into the dungeon and eventually you meet up with the crypt keeper at the end but i think if they could translate that experience into a ride that would be awesome so i think it's just Haunted houses and rides all centered around maybe these cool short horror stories or experiences would be pretty awesome. No, so that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So for my last pick of the evening, um, we're doing a park on Indiana Jones. 
<laughs> awesome. Yeah, this is um, neat. Yeah. So I was totally thinking about this in the sense of like, you literally have the opening cave uh, to get the fertility idol when he goes and sneaks in to get the fertility idol. That could be literally like an entryway into the park, and yeah, like you hear the ball rolling behind you, and you have to quickly get through the doorway, <laughs> and suddenly yeah. you're in the park. And then you have you have your Cairo uh, setting. You know, like the marketplace and stuff like that. But then you have your temple setting for Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom, yeah. and you have oh, like I all mean, these like. Of course, was, there's it, another mine cart roller coaster. Well, I was just gonna say the it. mine cart roller coaster from uh, Temple of Doom. Temple yeah. of Doom, which if you watch the movie, it's a legit roller coaster. Um, yeah. But then uh, another one I thought of. Um, so the mine cart. Um, they could have a nuke the fridge ride from Crystal Skull when he gets in the fridge and he gets tossed because of the <laughs> nuclear blast. Like, <laughs> um, nuke and then the fridge. And then also in uh, the uh, and also in from Crystal Skull, they have the scene where they get in, they like there's that fight on the rocket car, and then Indiana Jones and the Russian like get like pinned because the rocket car is like shooting across the yeah. desert. So like that, you know what I mean? Like, I was just thinking about all the things in there. I'm like, what a fun like universe to like live in mm -hmm. um i've gone down to disney and i've seen the indian like disney world uh, in orlando i've seen the indiana jones like stunt show which is awesome yeah but it's not really like an area of the park where you get to like l like experience indiana jones the way you get to experience some of the other films so i just thought you know yeah and i, mean, I know in, and i know in anaheim they have the disney the sorry they have the indiana jones ride but that's not in florida so yeah I mean, that's awesome, and I think, yeah, I just think there's nothing, there's not much to say. It's just a cool pick, and I think it's, like, something a lot of people don't think of doing an Indiana Jones theme park, but it would be such a fun experience, you know, and, like, you, a lot of people don't realize it. It would just be so good if they actually did right. that, so. Right, right. Um, so, yeah, that's just, that was my final pick for the evening, so. Awesome. So, leading into my very last pick, um... This one was kind of like, it was kind of a natural pick, but it kind of took me a while to think of it. But I was trying to think of movies or franchises that have a world that I really want to go to. And uh, it just led me to think of the movie Labyrinth. So this is the, okay. uh, you know, David Bowie, Jennifer Connelly, I think I have her name right. And, yep. uh, you know, the Jim Henson movie, Jim Henson Studios movie, Labyrinth. Um I just think this was, would be awesome as a theme park. Like, you go there, and you're, like, wandering through a maze to go places, and maybe there would be, like, ways you can shortcut through for people who didn't, you know, want to actually be stuck in a maze, but I totally would want to go for the maze thing. But um, I think uh, a couple of the rides I think would be really funny is, like, one is have a uh, water park of eternal stench. I think that would be great. <laughs> and then uh, the other one I was awesome. thinking is uh, since the end of the movie, um, the uh, set design is really centered around. Uh, I think the paint or the the print is called Relativity by M. C. Escher. You know the one with all the stairs yeah. going different ways and stuff. There could be some kind of M. C. Escher fun house at the Labyrinth Park, and you know there's definitely rides you could put in there in other places. But those are kind of the main points that I thought of. So right. No, that's actually really cool. The idea of walking around in that room, if there was a way to do it, like yeah. That. Well, I mean, you can play with mirrors and. I mean, nowadays you can do all sorts of probably weird things with screens and VR to really, like, make people feel disoriented, you know. But it's also cool, like, even if I could only walk on the ground, walking through a room like that would still be impressive, just the aesthetic of all the stairs and things going on every which way, so. Right. So, yeah, no, that's awesome. Mm -hmm. Any other, like, attractions there? Because, like... Oh, uh, those were the main ones I thought of. I think it's okay. mostly just, like, the environment that I would really love to, you know, have, oh. you know, take part yeah. in, so. No, that I just think that'd be really cool just to even just walk the labyrinth. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then in, encountering different creatures, and a lot of it might be more so, like, games and stuff you can do. Like, you meet up with the two uh, identical guys where it's, like, one guy lies, one tells the truth, and you have to figure out how right. to get through that and stuff like that. So. Well, one of the items on my short list... Um, but I, I, I wrote it down, was uh, Dungeons & Dragons Land, but I couldn't think of an attraction for it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's really just, anything you want to make. I know, I'm like, like, I really don't know how to, like, what you'd do for an attraction, so yeah, I'll just leave that's it that's a good as call. <laughs> um, so anyway, that brings us to my pick for next week, and uh, you gave me this weird one to deal with, and I'm going to throw a weird one right <laughs> okay. back at you. <laughs> Sounds good. Um, because I thought this was kind of cool. Um, so we're going to do... Our top five fictional characters 
that we want to interview on this show? Okay. Like, who would you want to talk to for an hour and interview on the show? Um, and I'm not talking like we have to pick a top five list yeah. for that character or anything like that, but and it's fictional. So, like, yeah, there's celebrities we'd love to have on the show and talk and whatnot. Jennifer Lawrence, if you're <laughs> listening, we'd love to have you on. Um, but, um, no, like, there's celebrities we'd want to talk yeah. to. All I'm saying, though, is, like, what fictional characters mm-hmm. would we want to talk to? All I'm thinking is Honey definitely makes our brother Scott's list. <laughs> <So>. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm sure he's uh, I'm sure he's listening and would totally pick the same thing. So um, so yeah, that's if that's okay, I just yeah, was like no, that could be kind of a cool sounds thing. Sounds awesome. Think, It'll take some thinking. And I think but. when you think about it, you're gonna go, Oh yeah, and then we could talk about this and you know, and yeah. that, you know, that kind of thing. So um, Yeah, it's great. Yeah. So for next week we'll do that. Um so yeah, uh, I guess that brings us to the end of the evening. Yeah. Yep. So if you guys will check us out on our website, top5report.com, there you'll find links to all of our social media, Twitter and Facebook, along with a link to our email, top5report at gmail.com. If you want to interact with the show, that's the best place to hit us up or hit us up on one of our social medias. That'd be great too. We are on Stitcher and Google Play. Find us there. You can also find us on iTunes or Apple Podcasts. You can subscribe to us there. Um, if you subscribe to us, you will not miss a single episode and it, you can also leave us a review. We love the five stars, but criticism helps us get better, and it makes the words we say feel important. So um, you can follow me personally on Twitter and Instagram at Drew3927. Peter? Uh, yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at Ninja Pierre, and that's where I will be trying to get Warner Brothers to obtain the rights to make the Killer Clowns from Outer Space reboot. <laughs> <laughs> um All right, well, uh, for the Top 5 Report, I'm Drew. I'm Peter. Thanks for listening, guys. Have a good night.